So it's Easter Sunday, and um, I'm not sure if there's another Sunday in the year that, that brings the, the amount of expectation, uh, the amount of a sense of ideal circumstances that, that a Sunday like Easter does. And so here we are uh, experiencing yet again a different kind of Sunday, uh, but this time it's, it's Easter, right? And we come to it with, uh, with this sense of this is how it's supposed to be, and, and, and for none of us uh, is, this, is this how it's supposed to be, or at least our sense of how it's supposed to be. Um, we have this sense that, that Easter should happen in ideal circumstances, that, that we should be able to gather together, that we should be able to experience uh, the kinds of things that, that we have in mind when we think of Easter. And, um, and we're, we're at a time when it feels like the world is shaken, right? We're at a time when it feels like everything is changing. We're, we're moving maybe as we move through this whole process uh, as, as a people, we're going through kind of stages of, of dealing with the, the season that we're in. And um, we've probably started to move from kind of like fear to grief, right? We're starting to grieve the loss of expectations, of, of things that we thought were supposed to be uh, happening in certain kinds of ways. We're, we're seeing things get canceled. We're, we're experiencing life differently. We're missing out on some milestones that we would love to be able to celebrate together. And so we're looking at this. Um, this whole experience is, is, is an exercise in, in navigating like less than ideal circumstances. Um, but it could be, and I think the, the thing that maybe for us to imagine as we move into the conversation this morning talking about Easter, um, it could be that, that in all of that, in all of the unmet circumstances, or unmet expectations and in the less than ideal circumstances, it might be that we find ourselves maybe in the perfect opportunity to celebrate Easter, maybe the way that the original Easter actually was, right? For a people, in Matthew, we're going to be looking at the, in Matthew 28, the, the story of Jesus' resurrection, but Matthew is writing to a people who were living in the echoes of, um, of, of the Easter story, right, of, of Jesus' resurrection, but they were a people who were experiencing persecution. Matthew's writing a, a pastoral letter to a people who, who are dealing with less than ideal circumstances, saying, don't forget that at the beginning of this whole Christian movement, at the beginning of um, the, the, the reality of, of navigating as an Easter people, is, is the, the, the seed that, that's at the beginning of that is less than ideal circumstances, is for a lot of people a, a sense that um, expectations maybe aren't playing out the way that uh, they, they would like them to, uh, to actually have played out. So Matthew in, in Matthew 28 is writing to a people who are dealing with persecution, who are dealing with less than ideal circumstances, and he's looking and he's he's telling them the story of Jesus and he's telling them this is who we are this is what we've this is what we come from this is this is the movement that we're a part of and so he's writing and he's encouraging them and and I think maybe for us as in, in this moment we might be able to get a glimpse of that kind of circumstance that kind of this does not feel right right this is this doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel I think maybe maybe this year maybe more than any other time in my life that I'm experiencing Easter this way that maybe it actually is the ideal circumstance um, to experience Easter. And so we find in Matthew 28, I'm just going to read as we walk through it, it's, uh, so, so Jesus has been crucified, right? And, and he has made a promise that he's going to rise from the dead, and, and his, his, uh, his disciples are waiting, and people are wondering what's, what's supposed to happen next, and how is this all going to play out? And so Matthew 28, starting in verse 1, After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb, right? They went to see what was going on. They went to see uh, what had happened. And there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord uh, came down from heaven and, and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. 
His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow and the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. Right? That, that here's the circumstance, here's the, the world is shaking. Right? There's this earthquake that's happened that, that it's not just for the women who are coming to see the tomb that their world is shaken because Jesus has died. Right? They've, that they've seen this happen, but, but now the world is physically shaken. And then, and then you have the guards, these are, these are men who, who are not like kind of unafraid, or they, were, they weren't fearful kind of people, but they have experienced something that, that causes them to feel fear, so much so that they're physically shaking. So we've got all of this shaking that's, shaking that's happening. You've got the, the world that's shaking. You've got, you've got soldiers that are shaking, and it just feels like everything is changing. And so this, the story continues. So here these guards were so afraid of them that, that they shook, and they became like dead men. And then the angel, verse 5, the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, uh, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he is not here. He has risen just as he said. And he said, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. And there you'll see him. Now I have told you. And so the, the angel gives the women the instructions, right? That, that it's really an invitation to experience something. It's, it's to, to come and see and then go and tell that there's this process that's, that's playing out as, as they begin to experience this, this whole new sense of what's actually happening on this particular morning. He says, so now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the, tr- from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And then suddenly... Suddenly, Jesus met them and said, greetings. And so here's the, here are the women. They're, they're, they've experienced this, this kind of like life-altering reality, this life-altering moment of, of seeing not only that the tomb is empty, but, but hearing from the angel that says that Jesus has risen just like he said he was going to. And so the, the, the women turn and they, they start to respond in obedience to the, the, the direction that the angel has given them. And they go and in that moment, what we see is, is not women who have had all of their questions answered or have now forgotten that their world was shaken or now that all of their expectations have somehow been fulfilled, but, but they go and, they, and, they're, and they're going down this road. They're, they're following in obedience to what the angel has told them. And it says that they were afraid yet full of joy that they had this mix of, of emotions, that they, they had this sense of, 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 of sadness and grief, and they're still kind of like dealing with what was happening and, and still dealing with what they've experienced and what they've seen, and they, they're going through this process, and then yet they're following in obedience and they're, and they're celebrating that the resurrection has happened, right? That in some ways they're, they're wiping tears from their eyes while, while smiling, these hopeful smiles, that, that, that things are becoming as they should be. And so afraid yet full of joy, this, the, these, these women begin to, to run and, and, and go to tell the disciples what they've seen. And then suddenly, in that moment, right, in the, in the mix of emotions and in, in all the feels and everything that's happening, in, in, in the midst of that, in the, in, the, in the aftermath of the shaking that, that they've experienced, in the aftermath of the experiences, in the, in the aftermath of, of everything that felt like it, it was going the wrong way while they were afraid, while they were still dealing with the tension that they were feeling between, between joy and, 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 and grief, Jesus met them, right? That, that he met them as they began to go down this road, as they began to experience all of the things that they were experiencing on Easter, that Jesus met them, and then he gives them the invitation. And they came to him and, and clasped his feet and, and worshiped him, which means that they, that they experienced him not just as a vision, but as an as a, as a embodied person, Right, that they could, they could clasp his feet and, and worship him. And, and then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. 
right? Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Jesus had made a promise to the disciples before, before he went to the cross, before he died on the cross, that, that he would go ahead of them to Galilee. And so he said to, to remember what he had promised, to remember that, that he said that he, would, that he would do the things that he's doing, that, that in the midst of what feels like unmet expectations, in the midst of what feels like less than ideal circumstances, here is Jesus being consistent, right? Here is Jesus saying, this is what I said was going to happen. And I, am, I, have, I have gone through this and you have gone through this and we've experienced all these things and, and the women are worshiping, right? Despite their fear, despite their grief, despite all the feels that they're feeling, the women are are worshiping Jesus in the midst of all of that. And so there's this process that plays out, this this invitation that's being given to them. There's actually two invitations that that, that exist in this story. uh, The first is is the angel, right? While the world is shaking, while while everything seems like it's not just seems like, I mean, literally shaking as this earthquake is happening, as the guards are shaking, that the the angel appears and and says, says, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Come and see and then go and tell the disciples, go and tell the brothers what you've seen, that there's this process of, of invitation that, that starts not, af, not, not when, when things are in ideal circumstances, but while things are shaking. And it's the, it's the don't be afraid, but, but come and see and then go and tell. And then there's the Jesus invitation. And that's the one for me as I've navigated this week, as I've, um, I think as, as God has prepared my heart for Easter, as God has done a work in me in, in preparing for, for this moment, is the, the Jesus invitation that exists in this story where it starts with, it starts with them kind of like taking those baby steps, still feeling all the feels and experiencing all the things and, and, and the tears and the, and the smiles and the hope and the expectation and, and just that mix of, 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 of emotions and experiences and all that bundled together. And then then in, in the middle of that, and, and as all of that is happening, Jesus met them. Right? Not once they had gotten over, them, over their fear, not once they had resolved all their questions, not once they had, had, had kind of like resolved their feelings did, did Jesus show up, but he showed up while they were still feeling all of that tension, while they were still feeling everything that they were feeling. That Jesus is, is not afraid. Um, he's not afraid of our, the, the, the feelings that we have. He's not, af- he's not afraid or repulsed by the mix of emotions that we might have in this moment that, that Jesus met them. In verse nine of, of Matthew 28, it, it, it's, a, it's a simple but beautiful sentence. So while they were on the way, right? While they were responding in obedience to what the angel told them, Jesus met them. And then he spoke and said, do not be afraid, right? The second time in that day that they had heard that particular call, that particular invitation to, to not be afraid, right? That, that, that here they are, they've, they've, they've met Jesus. They've, they've exper- they're, they're experiencing him on the other side of, res- of the resurrection and they're experiencing all those things. And, and then Jesus invites them to not be afraid, but to, to come and to, and to worship, right? So here they are, they've, they've, Jesus has, has met them, and they've come to him. Now they're, they're grasping his feet. They're, they're, they're experiencing Jesus. They're worshiping him in that moment. Um, but they're still afraid, right? Because Jesus said, don't be afraid. And he said it not because they, they had already gotten over their fear, but because he knew they were still fearful. Because he knew there were still layers that, that it wasn't like the, the switch just flipped and, and all the feelings that they had and everything they had experienced just went away that, that they were still feeling, that they were still dealing with these kind of like mixed emotions and all the feels that they had in that moment. That for them, they're modeling this beautiful act of worship that, that, um, <laughs> that 
all of that is happening despite the fact that they were still afraid, despite the fact that they were still grieving, right? They're, they're wiping the tears from their eyes. They're, 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 they're moving as this process that it's not just a switch that flips, but it's really like grief is, is beginning to give way to celebration. That fear is, is giving way to hope, but, but it's not in an instant kind of thing. It's, it's a progression, right? That, <laughs> that they're still kind of having the ugly cry that's giving way to a, to a smile, that, that it's all of that. And then in that moment, as, as they see Jesus, as, as Jesus meets them on the road in the midst of all of those things, that, that Jesus says, don't be afraid. He doesn't say, get over your fear and then I'll show up. That, that he showed up in the, in the midst of, of all of those things. Do not be afraid. And then Jesus says, go and tell. That, that he says, go to, and tell the brothers. Go tell others that this has happened. Go tell people who have been waiting for this kind of hope that, that it's happened, that, that I've risen from the dead and I'm doing exactly what I said I was going to do, that, that I'm going to meet you in Galilee just like I said I was going to do. That for us to understand that, that in this moment, Jesus is making it clear that the Jesus story, that the invitation that, that he's given to the women is, 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 a, is clarifying the reality that, that the Jesus story always moves outward. That, that, that Jesus, the, the story of Jesus always continues to, to, to push outward, that it's, that it's never about turning in, it's never about just gathering a certain group of people and, and, and kind of like clustering together, but it's always, if we're following Jesus, the, the path that Jesus takes is, is always outward, that the Jesus story always moves outward, which is great news for those of us who might feel like outsiders. It's great news for those of us who, who feel like maybe we don't fit in to, to understand that, that Jesus at the moment of, of his resurrection, at the moment of his reappearance to his followers is saying, don't forget that this story is, is meant to continue to spread, that, that it's not just about these kind of like two people who are on the path that I've just met, but it's, it's about go and tell that Jesus has, in, over the course of this, this whole story, has made um, three promises. The first one is that um, he says, I'm going to rise from the dead, that, that I'm going to go through the cross, and I'm going to die, and it's going to be a scary reality, and you're going to experience hard things, and you're going to question, and you're going to deny, and you're going to feel all these feels, but, but, but I will rise, right? Promise number one, I will rise. And then promise number two is, I will go ahead of you. Are you saying, I'm going to go ahead of you to Galilee? That, that um, he's, he's telling that to, to Peter in the midst of telling Peter that the, this is before the, the resurrection, that he's telling Peter that Peter's going to fail, that Peter's going to deny him, that, that Peter's not maybe as, as, as stable and strong as what Peter would like to think that he is. And Jesus says, but I'll go ahead of you, right? I'll go ahead of you and I'm going to meet you in Galilee on the other side of the cross, on the other side of the resurrection. We will be together again. And then a few verses later, Jesus sends the disciples. And one of the, the, the passages of Scripture that gets me so fired up, that, that makes me so grateful for the journey and for the way that, the way that God works in us and through us, because he, he gathers the disciples, he meets them in Galilee, and, and then he gives them their marching orders. He gives them the invitation to participate with him in the, 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 the Jesus story spreading outward to the, to the ends of the earth. And then he makes a, he makes a statement at the, end of that, uh, at the end of that moment, at the end of that invitation as he talks about this expanding story, the, 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 the Jesus story going to the ends of the earth, and the invitation ends with this, and I am with you always. Jesus looks at people who have experienced all the feels, who are feeling grief, who are feeling fear, who, who are feeling the uncertainty that comes with another big step that's, that's ahead of them, and, and he looks and he says, but I'm with you 
right? I'm with you. This is, this is the third promise, right? The first one that I will rise, and then the second I will go ahead of you. And, and promise number three is I'm with you, right? I'm with you. That Jesus has just proven to them that there's nothing that there's nothing that would keep him from fulfilling his promise, that there is nothing that can stand in the way of Jesus fulfilling a promise. That for us, as we experience just the reality of life, that, that, that we feel like maybe we've heard promises before and they've not been fulfilled and people have let us down, but, but Jesus is standing in front of people. He's, he's speaking through them and, and is echoing into our experience now and he's saying, look, there is nothing, there is nothing that will keep me from fulfilling the promise that I've made. And he says, I am with you. I'm with you always, right? With all the feels, with all the things that we're experiencing, with everything that's, that's kind of like layered onto our lives right now, we, we hear Jesus' voice say, I am with you. I am with you. And in the midst of all the highs and lows and, and the, the unmet expectations and the tensions that we feel, I'm with you always. That Jesus speaking to people, knowing where the road is going to take them, knowing that it's going to take them through difficult times, that, that there's going to be situations and circumstances that, that are going to require literally everything from these people that are being sent out. And Jesus is saying, in those moments when you think you're alone, in those moments when you think that, that everything is lost, that, that you're standing by yourself, I am with you. When your world is shaking, when you're full of fear and full of um, all these things that, that would make us not want to move forward, Jesus says, I am with you. That the message of Easter, the message of Easter is, is the story of a promise fulfilled, that there's nothing that would keep the promise from being fulfilled, that, that there's nothing that would stop Jesus from fulfilling his promises. And, and Jesus says, I'm with you. And so the story for us, the moment for us, the, the thing that we need to, to remember despite all the things that are changing, despite all the things that would make us lose hope, as we hear Jesus, his voice echoing across generations, as, as the story of Jesus continues from the, that moment, from the, the, the story of, of, of two women on the path, and he says, go and tell, and then it, that, that story plays out over and over and over again, generation upon generation upon generation, and then we sit here this morning, and we get to hear the voice of Jesus, right, as it echoes across time, that he says, I'm with you, that Jesus is with you, always. Always.